we are always tend to find beauty in some patterns. For example, when you see water and uh, and wind create some pattern on it, or when you see, I don't know, the shape that mountains give uh, when it is a sunset, it's all kind of patterns. And when we see patterns in the micro world, it's, it's the same beautiful, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, it's interesting. This photography podcast is brought to you by Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. Here is your today's host, W. Scott Olsen, with another fascinating conversation. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast from Frames Magazine. My name is Scott Olson, and today, folks, today we are taking a deep dive into the absolutely mesmerizing and the very cool. We are talking with Grigory Timon. Grigory got his bachelor's and his master's degree in biophysics uh, from the St. Petersburg Polytechnic University in Russia. He is currently a PhD student at the University of Geneva in Switzerland, but most important, for for us. He is the global winner, first place in the Nikon Small World competition. This is a competition on, on photomicography. I can't say that very well, but the the microscope world of photographs. Grigori, how are you doing today? How's life over in Switzerland? Hi, Scott. Thanks a lot for inviting me. It's a pleasure to, to be here and to talk. The, the day is wonderful. It's uh, five o'clock in Switzerland now. Well, you know, Grigori, I was just doing, you know, a normal entertaining myself on the internet one afternoon, and the Nikon Small World competition images appeared on my screen, and I have to tell you, it was just arresting. It was absolutely captivating to see the picture of this uh, embryonic gecko's hand that won the competition. And I looked at that, and I said, I have absolutely no idea how this image was made. It is beautiful as fine art, and it's also provocative in terms of science. So I really, really want to get into how this whole world of microphotography or photomicography works. But in doing a little bit of reading, you know, I discovered that there's a pretty interesting story as to how you even came to be taking this picture. Apparently, when you were about 15, somebody gave you a microscope and said, go for it. Yeah, it was a nice story that it, in school, when I was pretty young, I had a very good teacher of biology and uh, she gave me a microscope in order I can see some samples, some histological samples and also some microscopic objects from, from the water in the pond, for example, that I can just train myself to see it in the microscope. And I was spending a lot of time just seeing the things. And then when my parents gave me a photo camera also to to, to record how they are moving, and it's a, a wonderful world that you can see because you it, it's difficult to imagine how many things, how many alive things are surrounding us. And uh, <laughs> in all the, I don't know, waters and soil, there's a lot of organisms to, to, to look at. It, w- it was just fun to do when I was young, mm-hmm. but finally it appeared that um, my life turned in the scientific direction. And after doing bachelor and master, I started a PhD. And the project 
turned in the direction of imaging that I was very happy about. Uh, and yeah, five years, I'm imaging a lot of things. <laughs> well, what, what is it about the image? I mean, before we get in, into the science part, because I, I remember my early days with a microscope, you know, we're looking at paramecium, we're looking at amoebas, we're, oh, you, know, yeah. all, all, you, know, you know, we're talking fifth grade stuff here. And it was interesting, but I, it, I never even imagined following that that path what is it about the images of the very very small what was calling to you i think it's it's patterns of structures that you don't see with with normal eye like we are always tend to find beauty in some patterns for example when you see water and uh, and wind create some pattern on it or when you see i don't know the shape that mountains give uh, when it is a sunset it's all kind of patterns and mm-hmm. when we see patterns in the micro world it's it's the same beautiful actually and uh, yeah it's an intriguing to find some some new things that you haven't seen before it is the, the 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 image of the microscopic scientifically useful because I mean, you just used the term beauty twice and and, mm-hmm. and certainly it's beauty but you know looking at this gecko's hand this image um, that won the competition and I should tell everybody you know there there were thirteen hundred submissions to this competition from seventy two countries. So you, you had a lot of competition. I mean and it's a beautiful image. Is it a useful image for science? Yes for sure because also it takes a lot of time to produce it and i'm paid by university to do these things so it it should be useful <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so the idea was that um in the lab we were working well i under supervision of my professor uh was working on new protocol of staining of collagen and collagen mm-hmm. is the m- very important molecule in our body and in body of almost all of animals because it gives mechanical properties for our tissues. They are elastic. We, we can stretch them but cannot break. It's all because of collagen. Okay. And we created a new protocol how to visualize it, how to see a fine architecture of how collagen fibers um, create some network inside the body. And uh, this object, a gecko hand, was just a nice, big enough object to show as a proof of principle that that uh, our method can work on pretty big objects and uh, allow to visualize it with a microscope pretty fast. I mean that, well, two days of acquisition, it's, it's, it's not very fast, <laughs> but uh, the speed of scanning was on the maximum that microscope can do, actually. And uh, it, with other methods, it would be not possible because the time that microscopes spend off on each pixel of a data to uh, get the bright signal would be too high to be able to visualize all the hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember 20 years ago or whatever when the um, electron scanning microscope images of the head of a bumblebee or or something, you know, would show up in the newspapers and everybody would marvel about, you know, the structures uh, of Mm -hmm. uh, insects. 
Is what you're doing just the evolution of that? Is it completely different from what I would have seen in a popular newspaper 20 years ago? Okay. So, yeah, th this is a little bit different because it's just an optical microscopy. I used confocal microscope. Confocal, it means that it can, uh, it can do an optical sections inside the sample. Mm-hmm. And scan only in the plane where uh, where the lens is focused, and this allows for this microscope to do a three D vis visualization of objects because it really scans plane by plane, and inside each plane, it works not like a camera but like a scanner, so it scans pixel by pixel. So mm -hmm. the, the 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 laser is illuminating one element of volume, and from this one element of volume, uh, all the all the photons will be captured on the detector and very fast, it is a matter of microseconds or nanoseconds, the signal will be acquired and, and the microscope moves to another element of volume. So it's very w widely used in uh, modern biology Mm -hmm. But it's it's so it's it is optical. It is finally vis visible light on on a subject, even though it's not captured in the way uh, that we might normally capture it. But it's not you know like you know a CAT scan or or you know the electron micro you know other other forms of imaging are not this. Exactly, it's uh, it's completely uh, optical system, and it works based on fluorescence of the uh, of the sample. Oh man, and, and that's of course one of the reasons why it's so beautiful uh, as well. I'm, I'm I'm reading on the web here. This image is 300 tiles, each tile containing 250 optical sections. Um, it took you two days simply to acquire the data, and there's about 200 gigabytes of data in this mm -hmm, image. Mm -hmm. I mean, I. I, I congratulate congratulate you for your patience there. <laughs> but what walk me through? The creation of this image from you know preparing the sample both in in terms of staining it and you know and the fluorescence and, and mounting it and then actually getting the image but you know once you were done scanning it you were a long way from done talk, talk to me how this actually got built so if i start from the beginning how the sample is prepared I should tell that I'm very grateful for scientific community for creating methods of optical clearing. So it's a way to make the sample transparent. And now a lot of protocols exist to make almost any biological object completely transparent. And it allows for deep light penetration inside the object. And what we need uh, because the sample is transparent, there is no pigments and uh, other stuff that are, that are visible. What we need is to mark structures we are interested in with some fluorescent dyes. And in in uh, this gecko hand, uh, it is several types of staining. So one is is staining for collagen, and another staining for nerves uh, with with anti antibodies. It's like a, a common common thing how in biology we we stain structures that 
we want to highlight. Well, well, actually, no, stop there because, I mean, again, you've already gone beyond what I understand. And I'm looking at the image here. You've got greens and oranges and blues and stuff in here. So mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you go, I mean, is the stain reacting to a certain um, biological property? Or are you getting in there essentially and doing this hand coloring? Yes, the color is completely artificial. The microscope acquires just the intensity of the signal that fluorescent molecule produces inside the sample. And Mm -hmm. based on the fact that we can use fluorophores with different emission and excitation spectrum, we can use several fluorophores for one sample and then separate the signal based on wavelength. So Ah. that means that I acquire separately the signal from collagen and the signal from nerves. And then I work separately on these two data sets and then I combine them. Are you, are you, are you, are you the art director for this image? Did you decide this is going to be orange and this is going to be blue? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you have a wonderful color taste, uh, but so, oh, okay, keep you. going, keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, because initially it's just uh, in the in the shades of gray, it's uh, just an intensity of of pixels. Mm-hmm. So confocal microscope allows, as I said, to to select the plane where the picture will be taken, pixel by pixel, and to go through all the depths of the sample. That is actually very small for 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 us. It is uh, about three millimeters in length, but for confocal microscope with high resolution, the sample is huge. And to go through all the depths of the sample, it required, as, as you mentioned, 250 optical sections. And it is just to, to scan one little square regions on the sample. And then the microscope moves to another square region and, and scan there and produce another stack of 250 images. And then going further and going further. And finally, we have these 300 tiles, each of them 250 optical sections in two separate channels. And then we need to merge it all (laughs) in one 3D image. And also, thanks for our scientific community that there are already invented ways to to do this like uh i i'm i'm just using what what was invented before yeah but i i still don't think you're hitting a button that says merge and then heading out for a cup of coffee uh, well well um <laughs> if it, uh, um, if you do it kind of often and you know how exactly the programs work finally it it turns to be almost like this like several times press the button and and the computer couple of days uh, work to to merge it Let's take just a quick break. We hope very much that you are enjoying today's episode. The very fact that you are listening to this podcast suggests that photography means a lot to you. And if that's the case, you might want to have a look at Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. We truly believe that excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit readframes.com to find out more about our publication. And now, back to today's conversation. Oh, man. So tell me then about, I mean, about the competition. You know, you, you come up with this, this, this beautiful image, and you looked at it, and you said, hey, this is pretty good. Or how, how did you wind up in entering the competition? 
it's not the first time I am participating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, maybe if I just like competitions. It's it's fun to, <laughs> to, to do. The first one was actually Olympus competition, and I got the regional prize for for uh, Europe and Africa. Mm-hmm. It was with with a image of of snake scales, also with some collagen, but imaged with completely different technique that is called second harmonic generation that. I'm now competing, let's say, with this technique with my new method of collagen staining. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was also pleasure to to produce this image, and I was pretty motivated after uh, this win to 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 participate in other competitions. And yeah, I was actually when when I was scanning this big sample, I was already thinking that yeah, maybe this sample is big and beautiful enough so that I can uh, produce something for for the Nikon context. So w- when a, when a biologist looks at this picture, what do they say? What what, what do they see? Um, well, there are a lot of structure that you can see. It depends on lev- on, on how much you magnify. Like if if it is just an overview, you can see that. Yeah, there are there are bones that are inside this hand. There is a mm-hmm. skin of layer that is la- layer of skin uh, around uh, each finger. There are some mm-hmm. also uh, ligaments and tendons. There are nerves, uh, and there are capillaries filled with blood vessels. Mm-hmm. And then, if we magnify, we can really see it on the cellular level, and we see that the bone have a spongy structure so that the the holes of this spongy sponge are the the place where the cell is uh, located and all around is an extracellular matrix that is full of, of collagen and that's why it is stained uh, if we see on a tendon or ligament we 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 can notice single um, uh, collagen fibers that that are creating this this ligament and if we see uh, blood cells in the capillaries in in the uh, fingertips of uh, this sample. You can also notice, for example, that uh, these s- blood cells have nuclei, and it is special for reptiles because we, for example, we are mammals. We don't have nuclei in red blood cells, and they have it. So a, a biologist would look at this and really be able to do a deep dive in, into the, the well the biology the, the science. Yeah, yeah. The thing the things I would say are pretty recognizable for right. a biologist. Now, somebody who is not a biologist, what do they see in this picture? Well, I think bones are recognizable in any way, and right. nerve, nerves also, and. It's actually enough. Just uh, all the rest are some structures that are. I think I put kind of nice gradient of colors, so it's it's enjoyable to see even if uh, you don't understand what structures are there. So it was the purpose of coloration, so that it kind of looks um, natural for our eye. <laughs> I, I think. I, I mean, my God, I think it done such a wonderful job there. But I, you know, I'm looking at this, and there are 
you know, tendons or ligaments. I, I honestly don't know what they are, but they're a nice, you know, orange color. And I'm looking at them and all I've got, which is for me important, is this overwhelming sense of curiosity. You know, what in the world is that? And how does that connect to this thing over there? Couldn't tell you the name of any of it, but it is mesmerizing. It's just tremendously captivating to see how all these systems work together. Do, do you get people responding to the work as art as well as biology? Yeah, uh, it, I received a lot of nice uh, comments, not only from colleagues, but from from people not connected with biology at all. It's a pleasure that people appreciate it. Well, it's, it's, it's an, an elegant, elegant image. Tell me what you're working on now. So I'm still working on this uh, collagen staining method because the, mm-hmm. the paper is not published yet. But uh, my main project is connected to development of snake scales. Right. And why we actually turned in the direction of collagen because it appeared that inside snake scales, the architecture of collagen is absolutely wonderful. And for now, I don't show pictures uh, of, of on this topic, but then further it will also appear. Are, are, you, are you taking pictures of the snake scales, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many images? Uh, that's probably even unfair because, like you know, this one's got you know several thousand images in it. Uh, but how many sessions do you have, say, in a month? Mm, difficult, difficult question because it depends month from month. But I can tell how many uh, data, visual data I have in total. It's maybe about mm, twenty terabytes. Oh my lord! So yeah, it's a lot. Of course, not not all of this is is uh, the same good quality. Of course, not all of this will be uh, used for either scientific purposes or, or making nice images. Yep. But some of some of the data, I would say, I'm happy that it's pretty valuable. Oh man, you know. To, to start off with, uh, you know, the goal of simply, you know, proof proof that the process is going to work. You hit a home run there, but you also created fine art uh, in the same moment. Th- this is the kind of work that I think is going to be inspiring for people who don't know an awful lot about science to learn more, whether it's the young kids that decide to go into biology or whether it's, you know, old people that look at me and, and get, re- re- you know, reminded that the world is absolutely uh, filled with wonder and complication. I, I'm really happy that you uh, consider the the artistic part in in this work, because uh, I think the connection between science and art they are really connected. Because mm-hmm. we are looking on the structures and can depict them really like 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 photographers de- depict landscapes, and uh, it's it's just a matter of being. Uh, busy inside the research that many people maybe don't go in the direction of of just having fun with microscope and creating something let's say just just beautiful but not maybe completely in in the canvas of their of their research but just the the, the possibility that we have with all these complicated appliances that up to date are developed 
it's a wonderful source of of new images. Ab- absolutely. And, and the minute you sit there at the computer and you start deciding yourself um, that this structure is going to be blue and this structure is going to be orange, yeah. you become an artist. Uh, and and, and you, you are presenting not only biology, but fine art to the world. Yeah, it's, it, it's actually also a long work of, of um, image processing because it's to, to make it look nice, it's... Uh, well, it's not a lot of tools to to we can use because it's not like uh, you open the image in Photoshop and and uh, uh, correct everything as as you like. <laughs> there are, of course, some forbidden things that we um, cannot do in science, and I tried not to do any <laughs> any forbidden things for this picture so that it still can represent something scientific. But still, yeah, there are some. S- some elements of blurring, some elements of staking, so that to 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 choose, for example, on which depth it looks nicer, which elements it's better if if they don't appear in the image. Uh, yeah, things things like this. It, it's you're making a, a wonderful argument for the the arts and sciences. They they both go together here. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Grigori, this this has been absolutely fascinating. I love the image. Congratulations again on winning the contest. I, I'm going to be checking out your work, man. I mean, I, I can't tell you a thing about the biology, but it is beautiful. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot. It was a pleasure to answer your questions. Frames. Because excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit us at www.readframes.com.